Your tea is ready now. This will solve your so-called tonsil problem. It's a special concoction. It contains cramp bark. I love cramp bark. <laughs> Cleaver. I once had Cleaver as a kid. I was able to lift a car. And some couch grass. Couch grass and cramp bark? You know, I think that's what killed Curl. <laughs> Go ahead, drink it, George. Excuse me, Tor. May I ask you a question? You have intuitive abilities. You're in touch with a lot of cosmic kind of things. I have this note I can't read. I was wondering if... <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Cleveland 117, San Antonio 109. <laughs> Welcome to Talking Seinfeld, the podcast where we discuss everything we know about the show about nothing. This week we're here to review episode 211, The Heart Attack. I am Dando. I am Guy. Pleasure to see your smiling faces ever, Dando. Hope you've had a, a fine day so far. Yes, it's been a very... The weather's pretty shit outside at the moment, but I've had a nice day nonetheless. Woke up feeling fresh and ready for the day, and I was excited knowing we're going to be reviewing The Heart Attack. How about yourself? How was your day? Ah, it's been just fine. A bit of paperwork, a bit of creative work, a bit of housework, all the good stuff, all the things that make life worth living. Uh, <laughs> yes, but uh, happy to wrap all that up and talk a little Seinfeld stuff, talk a bit about the heart attack. Your general thoughts on this episode, mister? What do you think? I think the show's been on a real roll lately. I thought this one it wasn't a standout episode for me. I didn't really like the ambulance scene because when I was watching it, I sort of thought, this just seems too outrageous, even for Seinfeld standards. But then I found out, later on that it was actually actually really happened i thought okay well i, I guess i'm wrong there <laughs> and i thought imagine being the guy in the host in the uh, ambulance when the drivers just stopped to have a fight what oh god yeah only yeah. only in new york city apparently but uh although that <laughs> but uh who, who played tor reckman because i thought he was fantastic that's a guy named Stephen Tobolowski. Uh, mm-hmm. He's sort of uh, one of those guys who's been around forever. Uh, but I, I'm guessing that uh, most listeners of the podcast and indeed most people would probably know him as Ned, Ned Ryerson, needle-nosed Ned, Ned the Head from, uh, from Groundhog Day. Um, oh, of course, yes. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy who keeps uh, um, hassling Bill Murray on the street corner time and time and time and time and time and time and time again. It's one of the great comic supporting performances, I reckon, of the last... Well, how long How long has Vincent Groundhog Day came out? That's oh, that was 1990, wasn't it? Yeah, about 30 years or something, so... Uh, but. Uh, you know, I think people are still sort of talking about that one to that day or still, you know, still remember that character. So, uh, yeah, that's probably what he's best known for. But he's got a list of credits a mile long and um, apparently a really good raconteur. I don't know if he's got his own podcast or if he's just like a bit of a renowned guest on podcasts. But apparently he's uh, quite the person to listen to as well. So when you're done listening to uh, everything on the Four Finger Discount Network, maybe go check him out. But not before you've heard everything we've got to say. You can really tell when someone who's playing in a, in a guest role is an established actor as well, because we had it as well with Elaine's dad. Like they really just they, yeah. they take the ball by the horns, don't they? Like you give them the ball and they just run with it. Absolutely, and particularly in this case when you've got um, look, this could be uh, the character of Tor the Healer, the sort of holistic um, medicine man that uh, Kramer recommends George go to see. It could be something that's not a lot on the page. I mean, he's given some sort of some wacky new agey dialogue to sort of mess around with. But 
Yeah, Tobolowski, and I hope I'm pronouncing his surname correctly. Stephen, if we're not, get in touch. He really just, you know, makes a meal of it from the, from the costume uh, that he's got to wear to the, the hand gestures that he does to the way he sort of enunciates certain lines. Yeah, he really makes the most of it and sort of, yeah, basically just picks this whole episode up, puts it in his pocket and just strolls off with it. So, um, I mean, there's good work from the... Um, uh, from the regulars, I think it's a very George-heavy episode. I mean, he's the one that sort of a lot of this stuff revolves around, and I think Jason Alexander does a really a lot of fun stuff with it in a lot of good in a lot of ways. I thought Jerry was really good in this as well. I particularly related to him the most when he was questioning Tor. I'm like, this is <laughs> me if I went to this because my sister, <laughs> my sister is right into that kind of stuff, the healing and all that kind of thing, the different stones and all that kind of thing. And I listen to it and I go, sure. <laughs> like, I, I, Jerry was my spirit animal in that scene. Oh, the, the funny part was though that by the end of it, he even had Jerry questioning himself. Absolutely. Look, the lovely Louise has um has got some rather I don't know I won't say new agey kind of beliefs, but there's a few crystals lying around her house. I I bought her a very nice uh, chunk of amethyst for her um mm-hmm. for her birthday last year, which she was very pleased to receive. I'm like, well, it looks nice. I'm sure it has some kind of healing or cleansing powers or whatever. I just thought it looked nice. Um, so uh, whatever gets you through the night, and I'm sure there are people who look at Catholicism or whatever and just go, so wait a minute, you're at the end of this hour that you're spending in like a cold room, you're going up and eating a little wafer and having a sip of cask wine, having a sip of goon and saying it's the uh, the body and blood of your Lord Saviour. All right, you go with that. Um <laughs> I'm I'm allowed to say that because I'm Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Even as well, Julia, um, when she was flirting with the doctor, I thought that was so funny. The when that you know you did the awkward. Oh, you go past. No, you go past. I, I thought that scene, and then just the the gaze into nothingness after he leaves the room, and Jerry just giving her the evil eye, like in disgust. Mm. I thought it was really well acted. It was good. Oh yeah. If it didn't have a crush on Julia Louis Dreyfus before then. Well, first of all, what's wrong with you? And um, secondly, you probably would after that because it's just so, it's so charming, isn't it? Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Yeah, yeah. And of course, Michael Richards, he's just, he is Kramer now. And I thought, let, let's just get straight into it. My favourite moments. That is a good one still. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favourites. When Kramer is talking about how it's all a conspiracy, the, the medical science and the hospitals, and he talks about his friend Bob Sacamano, who's now sitting in front of a window saying, my name is Bob! <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> I, I think we are very much on the same page. I think that was probably my, my favourite part of that, yeah. of that episode as well. I mean, uh, everything with Tobolowsky's performance as Tor, I think is, um, I think he's kind of the MVP of the episode, but yeah, I for just a moment that made me just go ha out loud. Yeah, I'd say that would be it. That um, my name is Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also really enjoyed because George in this, he's just a dweller and a moaner, and you know all sympathy for me. And he says, you know, just just kill me, Jerry. But then Jerry <laughs> grabs the pillow. He's like, no, no, what, but it, no, no, not really. And then when he smothered him, I thought that was so good. <laughs> Elaine, I, what are you doing here? <laughs> are, are you a whiner when you're sick? No, nah, not you? at all. Yeah. Oh, I like to think of myself. It, I, uh, it depends. I guess I can be at times. We all are. We're men. We like to whine. True. I, I like to think of myself as fairly stoic. I mean, I'm, I'm well, I'm not a single man, but I do live by myself. And, you know, the times... and. You know, when I was single and, and still living by myself and when I was sick, I'd be like, I'd have my sisters or someone say, oh, can I bring you anything? I'm like, 
oh, I'll be fine. I, I knew that I was getting sick, so I went out and I got supplies. You don't have to bring me anything. I'm just going to ride it out. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. So you're that, you're that guy that Joe talks about in his stand-up, the ones that always say, no, I'm fine. I'm good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, I'm not, missing a leg, but I'm fine. <laughs> no, no. I, I'll cop to being sick, but I'm like, yeah. don't, don't come over. I'll only yeah. make you sick. I can handle it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, you just lie in bed for two or three days and drink a lot Binge of liquid. Binge TV. T- and- yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, my, my treatment for either a cold or the man flu or whatever it was, prior, mm-hmm. this is all pre-COVID-19 stuff because God only knows how you treat that other than with the stick in the arm. If I felt something in my throat or in my sinuses or whatever, I'm like, okay, time to hit the uh, hit the supermarket and get ingredients for like a dirty great laksa but really heavy on ginger, chilli and garlic. Nature's healers. And, you know, I'd make myself a dirty great batch of like really chilli heavy laksa. Garlic fixes everything. It does, it does. But uh, you throw a bit of ginger and chilli in there as well, and that's it's like the triple whammy. But the clean um, out. <laughs> yeah. So I'd have like a dirty grey bowl of that, and it's like, okay, well, now I'm going to have to resign myself to a couple of days of quarantine and, you know, catching up on like that one series on Netflix that I, oh, I'll get to that one of these days, like, here are the days. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't think I'm someone's a whiner, although I think I've been sick once, like with a cold or a flu in some... Um, the lovely Louise and I started seeing one another. Oh, now you've now you've said it, <laughs> and I th- and I think she was kind of like, okay, yeah, it's just a cold. I'm like, oh, but I don't feel well. Rather <laughs> <laughs> be with sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on that note, let's get into some trivia, shall we? Let's. Could you spell that, please? No. Next question. Alrighty, first question. If you were to go visit Tor Ekman, what would be your initial cost? We're going to be asking the same questions, aren't we? <laughs> it's thirty-eight bucks. Thirty-eight dollars, yes. Well, okay. Here's, here's, a, here's a question. I think oh, I know okay. what the answer is off the top of my head. What was it going to cost George if he stayed in hospital? Now his tonsils out. Initially, it was going to be two thousand, wasn't it? I thought it was four to five, wasn't it? I thought that was a later cost. Oh, maybe, maybe. maybe. I'm just trying to wing it. <laughs> <laughs> now you'll probably know this one as well. You mentioned Bob Sacamano earlier. What did it? What was they operating him on? What was what was his operation? Ooh. Now you've got me. It's not a him, it's a her. A hernia. <laughs> <laughs> Good uh, for you. Zero Point points for me. My next question <laughs> my next question is then what was in the drink that made uh, what two ingredients that made George go yellow uh, purple? Oh goodness. No, I'm sorry, I no, I not that I zoned out, but I thought, oh, God, there's a lot of ingredients in that shit. Um, yeah. Well, well, it's because Jerry was hanging shit on it the entire time. I was just, I was loving Jerry, but he's just like, crab bark, crab bark and couch grass? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was crab bark and couch grass. Okay. Two ingredients. All right. What's your last qu- next question? Okay, then. Um, when George is sick in the hospital and Jerry is... Um, sort of poking fun at him. Who does Jerry want to call? Which woman does Jerry want to call? Oh, ah, uh, uh, fuck. Her name is Susan. Susan, of course. Je- George is Susan. I'm like, why do I not know not- the name? Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> not just Susan, Susan Davis. Yes, I know. Oh, of course. I sh- How did I not know this? Yeah, oh, I definitely didn't get enough sleep last night. Definitely did not get enough sleep. <laughs> Wake up at 2 o'clock. I remember 2 o'clock, 3.40, 4.10, 450 oh, wow. and 526. Wow. It was 520 something. 
All for Daddy Cuddles for Valiant. My final question being, what was the candy that the ambulance drivers were fighting over and how many flavours does it come in? Oh, I want to say Jolly Ranchers, but that's not it, is it? No, it is not. Um, It's it's a synonym for laugh. Chuckles. Chuckles. And um, I think it was the orange one that they were sort of getting arcing, arcing up about, wasn't it? I don't know, but I said, how, how many different flavours? How many different oh. ones? Think about it. All right, here's a, cl- here's a clue. Who many consider to be the greatest Geelong football, footballer of all time? It's his number. Well, it's four. <laughs> Five. <laughs> so, he's <Well>, dad. <laughs> Bob, Bob, Bob Davis's number was four. So. I thought your dad was number five as well. No, 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 no. No, he was four. Okay, okay. <laughs> I thought well, I was going to make the Gary Ablett joke and then say it was your dad, but I thought he was... Yeah, okay, I blew it. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, uh, do you have one more question for me? Um, what is the name of the B movie that uh, Jerry is watching and that he falls asleep to? Fuck, I was supposed to look it up and I didn't. What was it? It is the Flaming Globes of Sigmund. Of Sig- oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's mentioned, uh, hmm. but I think, but according to my uh, my reading and research, that's what it's actually called as well. I mean, it's just saying, like flaming globes is what the uh, what the line is. Mm. Yeah, like flaming globes. Yes, and and we'll talk and we'll talk about who who actually appears mm. in that movie in just a moment. We shall. So, all right, guys, we'll be right back after this short break with our in depth review of the heart attack. If you're a fan of everything we do here at Talking Seinfeld and want to show some support, you can do so by joining the Talking Seinfeld family on Patreon where for as little as $1 per month, you can get access to a whole range of exclusive content, including bonus podcasts, access to our exclusive Facebook community, prize draws, Zoom calls with Guy and myself, as well as early access to all the other shows we host here on the Four Finger Discount Network, including this, the one about friends, going down to South Park, Four Finger Discount, the movie guys, oh, and let's not forget our Patreon-exclusive series, Tales of Futurama. So go ahead and join the Talking Seinfeld family today at patreon.com slash discount. The episode kicks off with some stand-up as per usual. He's discussing things like how in adulthood you run the show. You know, if you want a cookie, you can have a cookie. And it's pretty much like that, isn't it? It's like, I want this treat. Oh, God, I'm yeah. have this treat. <laughs> <laughs> Call up your parents to remind them or let them know that you've just spoiled your appetite. But as he points out, you can never spoil your appetite because you just get another one. There's always another appetite on the yeah. way. Oh, yeah, yes, you never run appetites. It's very true. As we, dis- as we discover in our later years. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry is then watching the Flaming Globes of Sigmund, as you said, and mm-hmm. he's half asleep and he wakes up and it's... You want, you want, I'll let you elaborate because you're the one who brought it up. You, you discuss. Who was playing the character in the, in the movie? Well, I was, take, I was doing my bit of a squint. I go, wait a minute. Hmm. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that familiar face? And it turned out to be Larry David as yes. the, um, I guess, the mad scientist who's, um, yes, really making a fucking meal of the of, of that uh, sort of fifties B movie kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yes, fine work by Larry David there. I mean, Larry David's very funny, but he's not a good actor. <laughs> no, no, I think uh, I think Larry David's got one mode, and that's Larry David. Um, mm. I, I don't think he's done a whole lot of other sort of acting or just curb that's it yeah pretty much i mean he was the lead in a woody allen movie oh really um, okay yeah called whatever works which i've never seen i mean the dude doesn't have to work he's worth nearly a billion dollars or like what pretty 600 much, million yeah. or something yeah <laughs> yeah yeah man. 
you know, throw, throw throw a million of that our, our way, will you, Larry? I mean, come I on, know, we can, right? Yeah, you know, Dan and I could split it, and you know, you'd never hear from me again. The four the four sweetest words in the English language: syndication. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Oh, so uh, that's what he's watching, and that's who's in it. Yeah. So he writes it down in the middle of the night. Thinks it's really really funny. Then at Monk's, and George has brought an outside cucumber. I completely am with George on this. <laughs> I, I do understand. One other thing, just quickly, that little bit where Jerry wakes up and he writes something, it's weird seeing Jerry with bedhead because he's normally yeah. sort of very, very well put together, sort of immaculately styled in that 90s uh, fashion. But it's like, wow, Jerry with bedhead. That's unusual. Whenever <laughs> I think of him... With like bed hair is when Kramer has the um the big red light from his apartment. I was across the road or whatever, and he's like, "You look stressed." Oh, I'm stressed, and his hair just all <laughs> over. <the place. laughs> um, yeah, so that's whenever I, I I do appreciate that scene. But yes, as I said, uh, George has brought the cucumber because they don't mm. have cucumber in their salad. I would totally do this if I want a cucumber in my salad. I'll just bring one. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to a place where you know that they've got certain ingredients in the salad and you feel it's lacking that je ne sais quoi, then yeah, bring your own cucumber by all means. Yes, I mean definitely. don't 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 be don't telegraph it too much. Don't be too obvious about the fact that you're adding a, a new ingredient. But um, yeah, I don't see why not. No, uh, Jerry can't understand his own writing. I mean, we've all been there. You know, you write something down. You're like, what the fuck does this mean? <laughs> I had that the other day when I was yeah. at the supermarket. I mean, because I'm I've got a, I've got a, a notepad in the kitchen that I'm using for kitchen lists or shopping lists. It comes with a particular pen that sort of you know, slots into the side of the notebook, and that pen's running out of ink. So, but I was looking at the list in the supermarket, going, "Nouse, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> fax me some halibut." <laughs> well, that, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's nothing worse than being oh, unable to decipher your own handwriting. You feel like such a clown. I think I'm having a heart attack. I don't think that's it. I'm not kidding. <laughs> what does that mean? I think what he's trying to say. Is that he's having a heart attack. Oh, he's having a heart attack. Tightness. Come on. Shortness of breath. Oh, this is ridiculous. Radiating waves of pain. I know what this is. You saw that show on PBS last night, Coronary Country. I saw it in the TV guide. I called him, told him to make sure and not watch it. There was nothing else on. Oh, the left on. Left on. You saw that show on anorexia last year. Ate like an animal for two weeks. Why can't I have a heart attack? I'm allowed. So what do you want? You want me to take you to the hospital? Manhattan Memorial. Nice of a line. I'll call an ambulance. Is everything all right? We'll just take a check. You made a mistake, under. <laughs> I would hope that my friends would take a potential health crisis a little bit more seriously than that. <laughs> but it is good how Jerry's just like, well, I mean, if George was your friend, you've been here before, you know, I saw on the TV guide, you watched that show, Coronary uh, Country. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else on. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, he ate like an animal because he watched that show on anorexia and whatnot. I thought it was really good. <laughs> and then... This was such a George line. I thought this was so good. One of my favourite lines in the whole episode. Why can't I have a heart attack? <laughs> that, that is so George. <laughs> Why can't I have a heart attack? <laughs> I'm allowed. <laughs> Very George. Oh, Very so good. George. 
Uh, but then he points. He's going to point out that there's a mistake on the check, but Lane says, "Just leave it. We're going to get you up to a hospital." <laughs> Cut to George in the hospital bed, and we ever hear someone in pain in the in the bed next to him. I think that sounds like Larry David as well. It could well be. I wouldn't put it past him to sort of for him to do double or triple duty or anything like that. He seems like the kind of guy who would sort of would pitch in. He probably. But I say this with all respect to Larry David. He'd be like, why are we going to pay someone to do that? I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, George hasn't been in hospital since he had his tonsils taken out. He points out this is a sort of a recurring joke throughout the episode: the, the no ice cream, um, which pays <laughs> off. Which pays off at the end. Uh, the doctor tells Joe before he goes in, you know, George is fine, nothing wrong with him. And Joe is like, "All right, we're going to have some fun with this." <laughs> By the way, I just wanted to point out: you know how the mullet is making a bit of a resurgence these days. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of mullets out there, and it's not good. Hmm. This doctor has got what I would consider like the the proper 90 style mullet. I mean, it's not, it's not a real the perm, kind of... The perm mullet. It is, it is. And that's what sort of, that's what mullets were really kind of like. Of course, there were some really bad ones, but generally speaking, it's like, you've let it go a little bit at the back, haven't you? Mm. <laughs> well, I care. I'm finished. It's all over for me. In fact, let's end it right now. Jerry, kill me. <laughs> Kill me now. I'm begging you. Let's let's just get it over with. Be a pal. Just take the pillow and put it over my face. <laughs> well, uh, what kind of like this? What? What are you doing? <laughs> I really like there that Jerry's just is teasing George, but the whole the, I love the bit about the, the Blackhawks jacket, and George is like <laughs> he wants he wants well as me, and he wants to sort of whinge oh I'm dying I'm dying, but then when it comes to reality of oh can I have your Blackhawks jacket he's just like oh, no I'm not really dying I just want your sympathy, <laughs> but but also the um the smothering him with the pill on the face was just so so great so well acted from from everyone in the scene mm. uh, Elaine. What are you doing here? (laughs) I must admit, I'm sorry, my my notes are a little all over the place here, but I'm pretty sure George uses the word jerk off at some stage. I've forgotten Mm. what he... I've forgotten who he said it to, whether he said it to Jerry or He says to, it to him when Elaine walks in, you jerk off. Yeah. That's right. That's a bit rough. I mean, not I mean not a <laughs> bit rough for, him. <laughs> for for banter between pals, but for um for a nineties sitcom, it's like you're basically you're calling him a wanker. I mean A wanker, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> what sounds worse, wanker or jerk off? Jerk off sounds off. worse. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Elaine has come in and she starts messing with George as well. I love that. Oh, George, how you doing? <laughs> Just laying it on the thing. Really, really good stuff. She asked him if anybody's going to get his apartment and things like that. Then George, this is where he sort of comes to uh, the, the the moment where he's like, right, I'm going to live my life properly now, eat better, you know, go into like a Zen thing, take up some yoga, be calm, realizes that no one's paying any attention and screams at them. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody getting your apartment? <laughs> tell you, if I ever get out of here, I'm gonna change my life. I'm gonna do a whole Zen thing. <laughs> Take up yoga, meditate, I'll, I'll eat right, 
Calm down, you know? Lose my anger. What? Yeah, I... Hey, is anybody listening? <laughs> it's always the way, though, when you're sick. I mean, even if it's just like a cold or something that lasts a couple of days, and you, but you're off your game and you're, you're not at your usual... You're operating at maybe like 70 or 60% or something. Mm. And you're sort of lying there, you know, not... Uh, but you're like, you know what? As soon as I'm back to regular, as soon as I'm back to, you know, standard operating procedure, I think it's a good opportunity to start living right. You never do. I never do anyway. No, 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 never at all. I remember when I had that <laughs> cancer scare last year. Or was it? No, no, it would have been the, yeah, it was the start of last year. Um, I thought I had a lump on one of my testicles. I went to the oh. doctor's had a checkup and stuff. I think I talked about it on the, on the Four Figure Discount podcast. Oh. And after that, I was like, right, I'm going to start living properly, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't. And then they're like, as, as you know, like eight weeks ago, went to go out for our anniversary dinner, couldn't fit into one of my shirts. And I went, I think it's time you laid off the junk food. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, man. But uh, so this is where we get the doctor. Now, does the doctor have a name? Or is it just Dr. Mullet? Or Dr. Uh, Tongue, as Elaine calls I think, him? I, I think we'll just go about Dr. Tongue. Dr. Tongue, yes. But Elaine is immediately smitten with him. I mean, who wouldn't be with that mullet, right? In 1992 or whatever. Oh, I didn't do the visual air day. Shit. Whoopsie. Let's do it now. The original air date for this was April 25th, 1991. Okay. Written by Larry Charles and directed by Tom Sharones. So anyway, so yeah, as uh, as we'll say, Elaine's smitten over Dr. Tongue. (laughs) I love here. So George is... The, the doctor's just giving the, the prognosis. He's like, oh, oh, God, mummy. <laughs> like, he's, he's just, he always assumes the worst in every situation, George. He thinks his life's over. He thinks he's sick, but nothing at all. He hasn't had a heart attack. He's really happy about that. But the doctor says, that unfortunately, tonsils have grown back. It's a thing that happens. Um, so he's going to have to take him back out. Then Elaine starts, fl- they flirt about tonsils. It's kind of weird, but they do it so well. Yeah, I just think that Julie Louis Dreyfus is like a world class flirt. Anyway, I think you know she does it very, very well over the course yeah. of uh, so many episodes of Seinfeld. But uh, yeah, in this particular scenario, yeah, she sort of um, yeah, pulls it off quite nicely. There's a you know a, a, a sweet bit of chemistry between the two of them. It's like the Capulets and the Montagues. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, offers ice cream. Yeah, they told me that last time. <laughs> and then Elaine and the doctor do the, the whole bumping into each other thing, which was just really cute. Mm. <laughs> it's like two teenagers. And uh, Jerry is just pure disgust. <laughs> Elaine leaves to go talk to the doctor, ask me another question. Then I watched Jerry say something along the lines of, they, women want someone with the knowledge of the body. We just want the body. <laughs> this is where we get Kramer and he enters raving about the, the cafeteria downstairs like a sizzler sizzler man we, we've lost those now in Australia I think they're all gone oh god yeah yeah. are they, are they anywhere they're in Queensland for a while still I think they may have closed last year due to the pandemic though yeah I think oh, they're okay. gone for good now but oh. Kramer Rest here is just absolutely fantastic it is just so so funny his whole just conspiracy theorist it's just, it's just, I'm going to have to play the clip. It's so good. Oh, man. No. George, we got to get you out of here. Get out right now. They'll kill you in here. <laughs> it's routine surgery. Oh, yeah? My friend, Bob Sacamano, he came in here for a hernia operation. Oh, yeah, routine surgery. Now he's sitting around in a chair by a window going, my name is Bob. <laughs> You. Don't let him cut you. Well, what should I do, Kramer? Well, for one thing, don't listen to him. I'll tell you what you do. I'll tell you what you do. You go to Tor Ackman. Tor, Tor, he'll fix you right up. 
He's a, he's an herbalist, a healer, George. He's not just gonna fix the tonsils and the adenoids. He is gonna change the whole way you function, body and mind. Ackman, I thought he was doing time. No, no, he's out, he got out. <laughs> see, the medical establishment, see, they tried to frame him. It's all politics, but he's a rebel. A rebel? Mm-hmm. No, Johnny Yuma was a rebel. <laughs> is a nut. George, you want to take care of your tonsils? You do it in a hospital with a doctor. He's holistic. George, he's holistic. Holistic? No. That sounds right. George, you need a medical doctor. Let me ask you something. How much do you think it would cost to have tonsils and adenoids removed at a hospital? Well, an overnight stay in a hospital, minor surgery, I don't know, four grand? Uh-huh. How much does the healer charge? First visit, 38 bucks. <laughs> oh, yeah, holistic. That's what I did. That's the answer. So we're now at Tor Ekman's house. He's a herbalist healer, uh, holistic healer, as, as Kramer calls him. Mm-hmm. He's going to change the way you function. <laughs> I, I, I loved, by the way, back in that last moment where um, Kramer's talking about uh, Tor, and Joe's like, well, wasn't he doing time? Yeah, he got out. I must admit I like that about Kramer it's like you did your time you're square with the house back to a fresh start no worries with that clearly believes in rehabilitation yeah definitely you know they do the the funny hug and whatnot I think he he tells him to to go off hot water and then Kramer I'm off hot water (laughs) (laughs) but Jerry's just not buying it at all but how good was it when he tells Jerry to get his foot off and then does the <laughs> oh man, it's so so such a funny scene. This it was just oh, so look, good. Every, everything he does, I mean, all that you should have been born in August. Just a little hand, just he does when he say it's a calling, a gift. You yeah, know? <laughs> <laughs> it's really really funny. And it, what what I've got here is that the conspiracy that he has here about medical science is still the conspiracy that people run with today. Thirty oh, years later. Oh yeah, look. <laughs> Can I use hot water on my face? No. You know, I am not a businessman. I am a holistic healer. It's a calling. It's a gift. You see, it's in the best interest of the medical profession that you remain sick. See, that ensures good business. You're not a patient, you're a customer. And you're not a doctor, but you play one in real life. I just love Jerry. You're not a doctor, but you play one in real life. I've forgotten exactly what's that what that's from, but I mean, I think it was either a commercial. It was a commercial, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. It's like, oh, what was the what was the dentist's name on the on the oral B ad? He's like, this guy's a dentist, so we can't show you his face on TV. I'm like, why can't you? Yeah, why? It's not the it's not the masked magician. Remember the masked magician? <laughs> yeah. I I imagine if that guy turned around, he'd probably have like Austin Powers teeth, and that's why he couldn't show his face on TV. Ah. He definitely. <laughs> So he tells Jerry he ate too much dairy, and that sticks with him. You know, Jerry can't believe it. He's like, "Oh, but maybe I do. Maybe I do." Uh, but George is more concerned about the fact that um, you know he has to stick with cold water. Uh, he tells you have to that's go a, off hot water. A, is that right? Yeah, that's a great yeah, yeah. bit. That is oh, just yeah. a just a lovely little recurring bit. Just you know, Jason Alexander just sort of chiming in with, "Can, can I can I wash?" You know, with yeah. hot water. Can, can it be lukewarm? <laughs> <laughs> Just finding every possible loophole or, you know, wiggle room or whatever. I, I thought that was just marvellous. 
it's such a George thing to, to try and find the loophole in every situation, isn't it? Yeah, you know? yeah. The doctor is now telling Elaine on their date all about the tongue. It's just a super weird conversation to be having on a date. Is he holding it when we first see him? I don't think so. Oh, maybe he is. I can't remember now, actually. I do know I he re- was holding her tongue at one point, and it was, yeah, you don't hold someone's tongue. No. <laughs> Not on no, a date. You, no, you, or ever. <laughs> what, you don't hold you don't hold Louise's tongue? Huh. I have to hold my tongue around Louise. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Um, Tor then gives George the drink. Jerry in this scene is just me. Just not dismissing everything, but just taking the piss slightly. Just being yeah. very tongue-in-cheek about it all. Uh, gives Tor the note. How great is the acting on him reading the note where he just laughs? Like, yes, yes. <laughs> it's so, so funny. And he guesses the score. So this apparently, I think it was like 28 years later, the two teams that he lists... That score actually happened. I know. That's that's Crazy. so incredible. The chance of it happening, it's, I mean, it's not that out of the realm of possibility. Well, I guess not, but it's still, I mean, yeah. It took 28 just, years. Just, yeah, just to, just to <laughs> bring everyone up to speed, yes. Um, Tor thinks the note reads, Cleveland 117, San Antonio 109, and laughs at that, thinks it's funny for some reason. But then 28 years later, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers... Uh, beat the San Antonio Spurs, and the score was one one seven to one oh nine. You couldn't make that shit up. Well, no. although you could, you could make it up, but people would go, eh, "Really?" Eh. But See, no, you know, it happened. You don't really hear much about that, but if the Simpsons did, oh my god, it'd be fucking every website be doing an article about the Simpsons have done it again. Yeah. <laughs> George takes one sip of the drink, doesn't mind it. Cut to ambulance, and he's purple. Oh, he's he's what's it? Who was it in the Charlie in the Chocolate Factory? Bo- Violet Beauregard, who turned yeah, Violet, um, yeah, yeah, turned into a blueberry, yeah, yeah. So, um, but um, I'll tell you one thing. I I was looking at the because um, you've got the driver and the paramedic in the ambulance mm-hmm. who are sort of at each other's throats about the chuckles, and the uh, the paramedic. I'm like, that guy's face is really familiar. How do I know that guy? And did a little IMDb Internet Movie Database on the guy. I was like, oh, okay, he was in a few shows that I've seen, but he's not really memorable from that. And then saw, oh, he was in the video, the legs by ZZ Top. Now, for people of a certain age, me, um, that's a not a groundbreaking video, but it's a terrific song, first of all. But uh, it's also an introducement to ZZ Top, who's a great band. But the video basically has this young woman who's sort of not bullied, but everyone's kind of you know treating her bad, even though she's incredibly cute and all that, and all these everyone's just sort of bullying her and kind of bit and. She works in a shoe shop and the guy who's the paramedic actually runs the shoe shop and like st- stands on her hand at some stage and um, and sort of pulls a, oh, it's that hurt kind of face. And I'm like, wow, what a dick. Um, <laughs> I mean, everyone's just sort of being very mean to her until ZZ Top shows up and um, basically says, hey, you're the hottest thing in town. Let's get you dressed up and um, now everyone's going to love you. I oh, don't know. It's a... <laughs> You can find the you can find it on YouTube. But anyway, the guy who's the paramedic uh, in the Seinfeld episode is in the legs video, and that's how I knew him. Wow, <laughs> wow! And let's just cap that off with cool story, guy. <laughs> <laughs> so he played a dick in that video, and he played a dick in this episode. He did, although I think the driver was probably more at fault. Yeah, it was more of a dick. But yeah, they, so they have their little. <laughs> Little dispute. They stop the the ambulance to get out and have a fight. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I I just thought this scene here was just a little bit much for me. I don't know. It didn't feel Seinfeld. It didn't feel real. But even though apparently it did happen, you know, yeah. it's bizarre. But I don't yeah. I don't know whether the guys had a fight over 
chuckles. That's the thing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but the uh, the doctor is still holding Elaine's tongue, and uh, she leaves, not wanting to kiss him, which is completely understandable. Great face work by mm. by JLD here as well. I mean, just um, you know, she can't do any talking when the t- when the tongue's being held and all that kind of business. And but yeah, just pulling some great faces. Uh, apparently, the ambulance driver has beaten the shit out of this other paramedic and left him for dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're driving back, and Kramer. Uh, says, you know, let me drive. Yo, you're not driving, blah, blah, blah. They all have a bit of an argument again and they crash. Cut to George in the hospital now with a neck brace. Jerry walks in. I love Jerry. How'd you get the plastic one? <laughs> <laughs> and how good here was Jason's acting? Just the eyebrows. Like, oh, mm, yeah. you like that? You like that? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't say a word in this scene because he obviously said his tonsils taken out. Yeah. But Jerry mentions how Kramer's now gone to Ekman. He's already 100% healed. And he can, you know that Basically, George here is Homer in the Jaws Wires shut scene when he's trying to explain oh. the word beer, but no one can understand. We <laughs> as viewers know that he, all he wants is ice cream, but you know Jerry doesn't quite understand. Elaine walks in with some ice cream. How good was the reaction? Oh, just the... Yeah. <laughs> so happy. <laughs> it's very, very good. Come on, hey, turn up the TV. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Have you ever sort of woken up and taken notes about something or either something podcast related or something life related and looked at the next day and thought, it's not nearly as profound as I thought it was. That's, that that was no reason for me to wake up at three in the morning and write that shit down. When I was like a teenager, I used to write song lyrics all the time. So I think, and I look at it now and go, yeah, that, that's not going to change the world, mate. (laughs) But uh, one thing I've always said I want to start doing, I say this nearly every morning, but I don't do it is when I wake up, write down everything that I remember from my dream. Because mm. 20 minutes later, you forget. Your brain just wipes, wipes it clean, like a auto-refresh. Yeah, but when no. I first wake up, I could always remember my dreams vividly for about five minutes. I should write them down straight away. It's yeah. funny you mention that. The lovely Louise said that the other day. She's um, uh, doing this um, counselling course and uh, yeah, dream sort of therapy and dreams came into it. And she said much exactly the same thing, that she wants to you know, start writing down what goes through her head at night because, yeah, you, it does fade away very, very quickly. I had the strangest dream this week. It was two days ago. I dreamt. So Geelong Football Club, AFL team, my, our team for the listeners around the world, uh, playing the North Melbourne Kangaroos down at our home ground on Sunday. And for some reason, I dreamt that that game was on and then I was just suddenly, I just joined the team and started playing for Geelong, right? Oh. But we have this rule in... AFL listeners that if you kick the ball to another player it has to go 15 metres for it to be considered a legal kick and no matter how hard any of us the Geelong Cats team kicked it it would only go 10 metres whether we (laughs) booted with all of our might no matter what happened always just 10 metres and the umpire kept saying play on play on play on (laughs) and we just kept getting tangled and everyone started booing us and that was my dream it was so weird (laughs) I imagine um, any shrink worth their salt could have a field day with what that means. Oh. But um, <laughs> no, right, the sense of inadequacy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the episode ends with some stand-up. 
you know, the, the people that we discussed earlier, the ones that always make out that they're okay. Having And he also, Jerry says, because of medical science, a heart attack will eventually become just like a headache. And it probably will get to that point, you know, in decades to come. I imagine so, yeah. I remember when I was a kid, if someone had a heart attack, it was huge. Oh, yeah. I feel like now you can have a heart attack and it's not that big of a deal. Anymore. It's a big deal, but it's, you know, you're in and out of hospital. Because we have a person that works at our work, one of the managers, I won't name them on the show, but they literally felt chest pains at work and drove to the hospital, drove themselves to the hospital whilst yeah. having a heart attack. Oh, good Lord. Mm. I got a call from my um, insurance broker the other day saying, oh, it's been a while since we've spoken. But Any heart attacks lately? Well, <laughs> I think he was using himself as kind of a cautionary tale because he's saying, I was like, oh, we haven't spoken in a while. He goes, yeah, I had uh, some heart issues and then I had a stroke and then I buggered up my knee and all this kind of business. I went into because I went in to see him and expecting, oh my God, this guy's going to be like in an iron lung or something. He looked positively, you know, not healthy, but it's like, you know, look nearly as bad as someone who, <laughs> as I expected from someone who has had a couple of heart incidents, a stroke, and um, you know other ailments. So maybe you're right. Yeah. Maybe uh, medical science is moving ahead in leaps and bounds. But that is the heart attack episode. As I said. Not a bad episode, it just didn't seem to sort of be as much of a standout as the ones in recent times. It's not as uh, it's not as quotable or as memorable as other ones. I mean, as there are some that, that, that kind of um, give birth to catchphrases or uh, or bits that, you know, you can kind of quote among friends and it becomes a shorthand for like, oh, you've seen that episode too? Okay, you're cool. Like the statue, for example, was just brilliant. Yeah, yeah, but there's really nothing like that in this episode, although there is a lot of fun stuff. I mean, as we pointed out, the, whether it's Kramer sort of speaking that squeaky voice, which is fun, Jason Alexander's performance, Stephen Tobolowsky's performance, all, the stuff with the tongue is just sort of, I think that's about, not as weird as Seinfeld wants to get, but I think that's about as far as it wants to push it, the whole incident with the um, with the ambulance guys having a fist you don't, like, Yeah, you don't want to get more stupider than that. Yeah, I don't think you want to push it much further than that. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, definitely. Well, next week's episode or next episode we're reviewing is called The Deal, where Elaine and Jerry decide they make a deal where they're going to get back together again, have just a, a casual relationship. Doesn't work out too well. With privileges. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, crossover from a four-finger discount. <laughs> With uh, benefits. <laughs> uh, if you are a Simpsons fan, by the way, guys, check out our four-finger discount podcast where we review every episode of The Simpsons. We're currently in season 13. And uh, one of the more recent ones we just did was Half Decent Proposal with John Lovitz returning as Artie Sif, which was, in my opinion, a fantastic return for John Lovitz. Such a such a funny uh, appearance there. But yes, like I said, if you like the Simpsons, check out Four Figure Discount. Also, got a future on podcast and much, much more. If you want to support the show, you get a bunch of exclusive podcasts in return, including this show. Go to patreon.com slash discount where for as little as $1 per month, you can support the show. You get a bunch of content in return. But anyway, yeah. Mr. Davis, next episode we're going to be reviewing The Deal. This was The Heart Attack. Do you have any final words for our amazing listeners? My name is Guy. My name is Guy. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, you do it really well. <laughs>